Hello, everyone. Howdy, rowdies. We have made it. This is the last I am statement of John. I almost said James. Of John. The Gospel of John has gone through seven, and this is the seventh I am statement uh, that he's making about himself. So if you are listening to this and you are in Herman, I think it's important to recognize that almost anywhere you drive, you are going to have some semblance of seeing what Jesus is talking about here. Exactly <laughs> what he's trying to convey. You've seen vines. On trellises. You've seen grapes. You've yeah. seen branches. You know that these vines come out of the ground and then... Run up. Yeah. Yeah. And you've seen them withered and not producing anything. Right. Like, like this is everything that he's talking about. And so, and so keep that mental image in your mind as he's talking about this because it's important to recognize now i don't i'm not a vineyarder what's that i'm not a vineyardist a, a vineyardist i have no idea i don't, yeah i am not a vine yard person but and so i wonder maybe someone else can tell me but grapeologist grapeologist yeah. uh why why not wino that's vino <laughs> Maybe someone can tell us that are there actually, you know, fruit that comes off the vine itself or does a vine produce branches and then those branches produce fruit? Um, I'd be interested to know that just for curiosity's sake. But for the most part, Jesus is talking about uh, being a branch and pr branches producing fruit. So just to recap what we talked about last time is Jesus is in the process now of the last a deep conversation that he's going to have with his disciples. Um, he's in the upper room. He's had a meal with them. He is leaving. No, he's actually, yeah, he's actually left the upper room now because he's actually out and about. Oh. I think he's actually showing them, probably just taking a walk and then okay. they go walk past. But it's, but it's one of the last like deep conversations yeah. that he's having. And so that's important to him to get across. This is like, this is the point, guys. I don't want you to miss it. And we talked about him being the way, the truth, and the life. And so when he's leaving, uh, he needs to comfort his disciples. And he needs to let them know that he's not leaving forever. This is not a finality thing. Um, but he is leaving, but he's also coming back. And then they are also going to follow him uh, someday too, and he's going to come back for them. They're going to be with him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what we covered last time. So today in chapter 15, verse 1, and then also in verse 5, um, he's, he calls himself the true vine. So Jeff, was fruit a big deal back then? Because he mentions fruit several times in these passages. So how did, how did, the, how did Joe Israel perceive fruit? Like back then. Joe Israel? Joe, jo Josh Israel. Josh Israel? Joshua Israel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is one again, as you did in the opening. This is something that easily connects even with our days today. It's universal for any human experience. If you're trying to grow something and it doesn't, it's not good <laughs> right and i think i mean maybe for us here and for the vineyards here it's more uh special like it's more of a luxury per se okay like people aren't necessarily trying to 
for producing grapes, for for wine, for for a place of business. Okay. But still, that's somebody's livelihood right. too. So you're saying, so you're saying for us personally, I'm going to go to the grocery store, and if there are not grapes on the shelf, I can just pick up a bag of oranges, like it's. Right. Yeah, and I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, they had other things that they could have eaten, hopefully, um, but but for the most part, I mean, if it's it's probably a down year if the <clears throat> the, the vineyards didn't produce right like they should have, or not as much celebration kids are not gonna be able to do any grape stomping today or this harvest food was important yeah food was important and so and it was part of a special thing too yeah you had a wedding coming up and you had wine or a festival that you were maybe your family wasn't going to be able to have wine this go around too. some of those special things that was a big part of it sure yeah Okay. Yeah. How are we supposed? How are we were supposed to respond to the phrase um, in John fifteen, John chapter fifteen, verse one? It says, "I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he produ- and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they'll produce even more." We don't like to hear uh, painful aspects i guess especially when it comes to people like even even the the um the events that are going on in our world today with the riots and 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 police brutality and things like that it pains us because we don't like painful things we don't want to hear that people are getting cut off or we don't want to hear that they're being treated unfairly and so when jesus makes statements like this some of my uh some of my initial reactions are like why why would he why would he mention that and so how are we supposed to respond to the part where he's like he cuts off branches with no fruit right so let's back up just a little bit sure yeah yep. so a couple of things to think about in light of that question one the, let's make the connection of even with the point like because he's talking about a vine what does that even mean for, for, what is Jesus saying about himself, and then also what is he saying about us, then, uh, and this is an image that's used a lot even within the Old Testament too of the concept of a vine. Okay, Israel was meant to be the vine for the what like if you imagine call of Abraham on. This family is meant to be uh, a family that represents what God is about within the world. Okay. Like they're supposed to to be the new humanity, supposed to be, as you've talked about before too, of getting back to the garden. They're supposed to be kind of the solution to that, the problem that Adam and Eve brought about. Okay. So they're kind of God's apprentice people have a special relationship with the Lord, a special covenant with the Lord, and they've been given commandments, the Ten Commandments, after class, special after class time with the professor, like of lots of chances. Lots, lots of chances to get this. Okay. And they're and the image that's it's tied to it of like 
that's where he's getting at like I am Jesus saying I am the true vine I am the true Israel as she's supposed to be okay so this is where it's kind of getting at the overlap too of like he's he's making a comment about this is why he's the perfect mediator because he's because he's God in the flesh but he's also acting as the image of God as humans are supposed to be so it, it, and Israel it, is, is supposed to be so there's a lot of baggage quote unquote that comes with him saying he's the true grapevine if, right. if Israel was God's covenant family and the amount of chances and the amount of love and the amount of grace that was received by Israel we can also attribute to Jesus and his and the branches that are in him right and so like <clears throat> Israel is supposed to be kind of that the true vine that was then going to be able to they produce fruit as they're supposed to be and kind of inject life and hope within the rest of the world too they're produce to fruit kind of, yeah to be able to produce fruit themselves they haven't been able to do it so Jesus is kind of the rescue for Israel and then also the rescue for everybody else, too. So you insert Jesus into all this, and now he's provided a solution for everybody. Okay. Now. And, and so it's kind of, he's making a case. Last time he made a connection with I and the Father are one, when he's describing himself as like the way and... Philip's like, hey, show us the Father. I am the Father. If you've been around me, you've seen the Father, and now he's kind of making a statement on, I am, the Father is the husband, like, is the one, is the husbandman, or husbandry. Right. Conceptualizing, like, the, being a gardener. Okay. Producing vegetation in life. And now he's making a comment about, I am the true Vine. Of what the Father's trying to of, cultivate. Of what the Father's always been trying to cultivate and make happen through Israel. I am it. Okay. So connect to me. And... So maybe when he's... Maybe a, a good way to read that is not... You know, when he says he cuts off branches with no fruit. The reason that they have no fruit is because they're not connected to him. If they right. were just connected to him... They'd right. have fruit. I mean, it's, 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 it's that simple. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. not, but not thinking of, oh, well, you don't have any, I guess, I guess in my mind, it's like having, having fruit means producing it yourself. Maybe is the way, the way that I kind of think of it. Like someone that I'm like, oh, they don't have any fruit because they're not doing like what they should what they should or something. I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it. But I mean, that is the bad news that we can't produce it. But the good news is that God is so committed to fruit being produced in you that like he's <laughs> supplying the true vine. Just stay in him. Stay in him. Yeah. Okay. Um, later on in that, in right after those verses, it says you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Uh, remain in me and I will remain in you. So he, when he says you have already been pruned and purified by the message, how, how, what does that mean? Like, how is he, 
how are they already pruned and purified by Jesus' message? So this is, I guess we didn't quite cover the, your question, your earlier question about like, what's the point of the, all the pruning and how, how is something painful like that going to produce life, right? Yeah, I mean, we talked about no, we talked about no fruit and being cut off. And then, yeah, we didn't, we didn't necessarily get to the part, but, but the, the verse that we're talking about says, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. And then Jesus says to his disciples, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Right. But to get that, I think we have to first wrap our heads around the concept of pruning, producing life in general. Like something that seems hard, how is that going to, like, or painful, how is that going to produce something life? Pruned and pure, pruned and purified, pruned is definitely cutting off. Right. And purified is going through fire. Yeah, or fire, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, their, their concept of purification is like, let's, let's burn the heck out of this thing and get the impurities to rise to the top, scrape them off so that it's pure, which isn't a, it's not a happy thought. Like nobody. It's kind of brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, what do you, I mean, we get it when we think about if you have some sort of garden or have done any kind of gardening or any kind of anything associated with this process, mm -hmm. right? You've gotten the idea of like sometimes you have to do, you have to weed. Right. Or you have to. Deadhead. Yeah. If yeah. you've got bushes and different stuff, like you have to trim, like you have to trim or if you have trees that like some branches aren't producing leaves anymore. They're just dead limbs for the sake of everything around it and for the tree itself, you gotta start cutting some of those things off. We just, so we conceptualize that concept of like, it's for the good of the tree right? to do all these things or it's, it's a good thing to just, we just have to, we just have to do it because it's for the best. But it's a little bit tricky when you're associating branches with like a human being right 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 and so just making that analogy it's so it's hard to stomach where it's like i can stomach sending dead limbs and branches to a fire but right some a person is like a dead branch and i'm just sending them to the fire that seems a little harsh right but fruit fruit is the purpose <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's the end goal that he's trying to reach here is, is the fruit is like, this is what I want. Not necessarily that it looks pretty, you know, because we're not, go we're not going for pleasing to the eye. We're going for life here and fruit. If it, if it's fruitful, it can give life. If it's not fruitful, it's not life. -giving. It's not that. Yeah. There's no point to it, at least in a society where we want people to live. Right. And that's the whole point of humanity, right? Right. Is to continue. That's the vocation from the very, very beginning was that humanity was supposed to be life-giving and produce life. And instead, the human condition is kind of an impediment to that. 
So the next question, how do I, as a disciple, if I'm producing fruit, bring great glory to the Father? That seems like we covered that one. I mean, glory, yeah. glory to the Father is a good world. Right. Doing what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Being a blessing for the, like, spreading the garden in Eden. Yeah. To all of that, all that is not the garden we were <laughs> supposed to go. And that was the original location to tell Adam and Eve, in my image, I want you to go tend to this, serve this garden, tend to it, and spread it. Yeah. And be a blessing. Be fruitful and multiply. And you need and fruit you need fruit for life. Right. Yeah. That, and he's really, really committed. I mean he could just scrap the whole there's been enough chances, I mean he could scrap the whole thing. Just be like humans just cannot get this done. But instead he's committed to 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 channeling and funneling his blessing and goodness through Because God likes humans. to share. Because God likes to share. <laughs> So I'll become human myself and show you get the way. it done. Show you the way. Be the way. Be the way. Right. Cool. So and later on, he also asks, or he says, "I have told you everything the Father has told me." I mean, that seems like a huge statement, you know, for him to for him to make. Do you do you see that Jesus's teachings were complete at this point? Yeah. <clears throat> There's not, there's not, uh, because God is an infinite being, of course, the book can never, ever really be closed to right. some extent, but there's also a sense of, we were talking about this earlier, Jesus is just kind of saying, the book is, like, I've taught you everything yeah. that you've needed to know. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing else that you really, really need to know. And I'm trying to think of if there's anything relatable I think in with a statement like that. I I wanna say in Hebrews chapter one Long, so in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. How much more do we need? Not much. Not much. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the culmination of where God's message, God's mystery, I mean, the, the whole good news, the gospel, I mean, it all, it all kind of stops there, but keeps working like the right. new, the new, the new ways of thinking are culminated in Jesus. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But all I mean, right. is there anything when you think about it as a parent, I guess, is there anything relatively new? Like once your kids graduate from high school, not that the, that there's not, anything that can still be learned or communicated but in some sense there is kind of like the book is being closed now yeah i've kind of like your mother and i have taught you everything you need you're just kind of ready to 
enter into this world now, right? Adult, like adult world now. So the, I mean, and even to put it in spiritual terms, the <clears throat> the spirit of what Jesus taught and who Jesus was is complete, and so that spirit is given to us to continue us not in. I don't want to say not in learning new things, but not to learn something that hasn't been told to us already, but to learn how to apply and be fruitful and multiply. Right. Right. This all seems to be interconnected, Jeff. Right. (laughs) And that's, I mean, this is a good place to wrap up, I guess, too, of just remembering that I feel like we've been really abstract and talking about fruit and vines and... But Jesus makes it, he kind of makes it more concrete in the end of, if you're wondering, what am I supposed to do? Because <laughs> I don't want to be a burned branch or whatever Jesus is talking about there. He kind of makes it clear. He says, abide in my love, remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment. Here's something really, really concrete. That you love one another even as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends, and these things I command you. It's remaining God's love. Love one another. Yeah. And that's love God, love your neighbor, or however, like, yeah. I think it always, for me, it always comes back to when I get to hard sayings of the Bible and I'm like, God, God maybe treated these people a certain way or God did this or Jesus says, you know, I'm going to cut off every branch or I'm going to gather the wheat and the tares and we're going to separate them and throw them into the fire and the sheeps and goats. And I think about all these hard things that you, you don't want Santa Claus to do. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there, there's something there's something along the lines of we we don't want that, but right. at the same time, I mean, let's let's remember that when Jesus says, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I have when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, um, and there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one one's friends. If if Jesus is willing to go the whole way and lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. It seems like he would do everything in his power to not throw things into the fire, to not cut off branches that have no fruit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, yes, these are the things that are going to happen. However, I am doing my very best. So it doesn't to have this not do that. So anyway, yeah, Good stuff. Good stuff. Last yeah. I am statement. All right. That's a wrap. We've got one more, um, just one more uh, episode that we're going to do just to kind of wrap this whole thing up, put a bow on it, put it on the shelf, and then you guys can interact with it. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts again. If you have any questions, let us know. And we'll talk to you soon. Later.